right? Spider ham, spider ham, do whatever you It wasn't spider pig. Like, why did they change it? Like, why does Family Guy think they can change everything? It wasn't Family Guy. It was Simpsons. Oh, was it? Well, it was, yeah. you're right. It was the Simpsons. It was Peter Porker spider ham, right? But copyrights, dude. <laughs> Well, I don't think you can get away with Spider Pig. That sounds like sure you can. He's a he's a pretty close, totally different. Totally different. He's a Spider Pig. That's pretty close. Uh, It's a different thing. Yeah. uh, Well, Charlotte's Web is a completely different thing, but Peter Porker Spider Ham is a classic. I mean, he he was even in he he was even in Into the Spider Verse, wasn't he? Uh, Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's you, you can't just go and mess with Peter Porker's spider ham. Yes, you're this right. is some classic Spider-Man right there. That's 100 percent. You're right. I mean, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Well, and speaking of classic Spider-Man, I <laughs> know we were digging into the Gil Kane artwork and the weird plates that. Uh, yeah, the plate faces. Plate but faces. I went back and I've been reading some Spider-Man. Uh huh. And when the plate faces didn't start with Gil Kane, oh, they, they didn't. started when uh, they started when John Romita took over for Steve Ditko. Oh, really? And so Gil Kane is just replicating the plate faces that Romita was drawing, which I found interesting. Right? I did not expect that to be the case. I expected this to be sort of a Gil Kane thing, like we were talking about, where Gil Kane can't draw the Spider-Man mask because his faces are so epic. Right? right. Yeah. But this sort of spider plate thing is a Ramita thing. And so it makes sense that in that first issue that Ramita inked mm-hmm. that the spider plates would show up. So it'll be interesting to see if the spider plates continue. And I'm noticing with a different inker here, the cover kind of, but a little bit less round on the mm-hmm. on the face. Yeah. And we, uh, if you don't know, are Funny Book Forensics. That's Dan and Greg's and Greg. over there at a microphone somewhere. And me, Greg. Yeah, over here. And we are looking at drug issues because we do lots of drugs. We have drug issues that that's not necessarily true, but oh, I mean, that's not why we're reading them. I mean, I do have to go to the pharmacy later, but I mean, it's totally unrelated. To um, drugs. I, I mean, it is get a lot budget. of drugs before this episode because you told yeah, me that man. we were doing drug issues. It's all about drugs, man. Well, that's why I'm all fired up and on fire today. But we're looking at the amazing Spider-Man number 97. Uh, Last episode, we looked at the amazing Spider-Man number 96. I thought we did this already. No. (laughs) No, it feels like we've done it already because you did so many drugs between last time we recorded and this time. Oh, you've forgotten that we didn't record the episode. You should have listened to Nancy Reagan. Say no. You should have just said no. But you didn't just say no. No. And now Spider-Man is fighting the Green Goblin, but huh. Spider-Man has one hell of a rear naked choke on yeah. the Green Goblin on this cover. It's true. He does. And I the Goblin does not look happy. No, I, it, it's like he lost his grip on his. Uh, yeah, he is. He's not getting away from this. And like Spidey's even using the cage to like bounce off of to grab this. Rear oh, naked yeah. Choke. <laughs> Spider-Man had better technique. He'd get those feet up around the Goblin's waist. Oh, if he was a grappler. Yeah, the full I think on. he's trying to be a grappler. I mean, he's really got the choke hold on. He's, yeah, I mean, how off, I mean, it looks like the goblin's about to tap out. He needs to take some lessons at the He's going to fall off his flyer. Yeah, he's going to fall off his flyer. He needs to go get some lessons over at the gym. I know a gym he could go to. Oh, do you? I do. Certified jujitsu on Bridgeport Way and 27th in Tacoma, Washington slash University Place. 
Woo-woo. I'm just saying, if you wanted to go get some grappling training, I think certified jujitsu would be the place to go. The place to go. It's where all the cool kids go. It is where all the cool kids go, quite frankly. And if you want to learn grappling from a, you know, very high level martial artist. Certified. (laughs) Yes. Who's certified in, well, his, the, the, the brand is certified martial arts and certified jujitsu, but he is also certified in jujitsu. Yes. Yeah. I understand, you know, it'd be a good thing. Maybe I'll link that in the show notes, but Spidey definitely needs it because his technique, not so good. Not so good. No. But we've got an amazing Spider-Man cover here, and you'll notice something missing on this cover. What's missing? The comic book code. And you know what? This looks like the cover is drawn by John Romita. I see Romita's signature right there on the cover. Yeah, right there. Which is very weird because I identified the plate face Spider-Man with John Romita, and now we don't have plate face Spider-Man. I know. Interesting. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah, I've really come to appreciate Romita's artwork reading the Spider-Man issues, too. I I know that's probably not surprising you. You know, I always rail against John Romita Jr. And then now I'm reading John Romita Sr. and loving it. And loving it. I don't know what it is. I just think, and even his inking is less, I don't even know how to describe it. It's less, like Romita Jr. is so line heavy. Uh Uh-huh. And this, is it? I don't I'm trying to think of the art word because I'm not an artist. You know more about art than I do. The art word. It's the 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 line work is not as it's like actually dark. finer. His yeah. line work is finer. There's more lines and the images are more distorted. I guess these have more of a cartoon look probably to them, which is why I appreciate them because you like what you saw as a kid. Yeah. Well, We'll get into it. We're going to see some beautiful Gilcane faces here as we go through. So yes, here we, we go. And we have on page one, the amazing Spider-Man. Oh, by the way, the cover says Spidey fights the goblin and lots, lots more. Enough said. So I wonder who said that. I don't know. Could it I've have never been heard of the guy? Yeah, I've that, never heard that catchphrase before. That Stanley guy. I thought Wolf just that. I thought Wolverine came up with that. Oh, yeah. So we have the amazing Spider-Man in the grip of the goblin story by Stanley penciling by Gil Kane. He's not in the grip of the goblin. (laughs) Gio Sioa. I don't know this person. So new inker. I feel like we talked about the different inker after Romita left, but we have a new inker and lettering uh, by Sam Rosen. So John Romita is the artist emeritus, Mm -hmm. which seems like they're really throwing shade at another artist who went over to another company. Interesting. Because I feel like the artist emeritus might be one Steve Ditko (laughs) who created the character. But hey, Hey. um, as we noticed, I mean, some of the classic Spider-Man images are coming from Romita, right? That round face, the cartoon look. So Mm -hmm. I obviously I think Romita gets a lot of credit there, but it does seem like they're throwing a little shade at Ditko. Right. Just a little bit. But yeah, now I'm picking on dead people. So I know, man. Gee, way to go. Well, they started it. I mean, it's true. They did. And you're going to finish it. Yep. So Frank, our artist, yeah, our, our anchor. anchor. Yeah. He's done a, a bunch of stuff. So, of course, I should know him. Tell me he's done Legion before and then I'll yeah. laugh. <laughs> and he did a bunch of stuff for DC and a bunch of stuff for Marvel. Not surprising. Looks like 60s and 70s. Most of it. And it looks like I'm 
let's see. looks like Amazing Spider-Man. He did issues 97 through 107. So that looks around the Gil Kane back to Romita uh, run there. Yeah. And then some issues after that uh, periodically. So cool. So definitely a lot of Spider-Man in here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did a a couple issues of like Superman and Superman family, but they were all sporadic. There wasn't, it doesn't look like there was any major runs up there in the Superman books, but I'll quit boring everybody with this, but yeah, (laughs) cool. So sounds like we have an inker that I should have known about, but I didn't because sometimes you miss people. It's all good. He did a book called Danger Trail. Danger Trail. 1950 to 1951, five issues. Oh, wow. Danger Trail. It was relaunched later by DC Comics. Interesting. Hmm. Danger Trail. Maybe we'll do that one. Yeah, it sounds interesting. We should look it up. Well, anyway, we should probably get back into this issue. Sam Rosen lettering, as I mentioned, Mm -hmm. and we get a caption. It's happening again, as we saw last issue. issue. (laughs) What? Just like this episode. Yes, it's happening again. <laughs> As we say last ish, Norman Osborn, the wealthy chemical manufacturer who just gave Peter Parker a part time job, is reverted back to his deadly demonic identity way back from around issue 40. No. Manufacturer who just gave Peter Parker a part time job, read that? The Green Goblin. Ah! And he and Spider Man meet once more. It's the Goblin who lands the first blow. This is so melodramatic on this one. Oh, Thrill to all the action drama and suspense that have made Spidey the world's most popular comic book character. Oh, driving home the sales numbers against soups. Yeah. Because Stan Lee's not going to bring that up at every possible moment. No, not at all. Not at all. Mm-mm. Funky Flashman. <laughs> Funky Flashman. So... We've got Spidey thinking he's madder, more dangerous than ever. I can't let him escape no matter what. And as a recap, if you will recall, we had some problems last issue. What did we find out last issue? We found uh, out that Mary <laughs> Jane is flirting oh, yeah. with Spider-Man. Well, well not with, with Spider-Man, Peter, with Peter Parker. With Peter Parker, right. Yeah. Um, because she's it, tired of his best friend. Uh-huh. And, dun, and, dun, dun. Oh, and that's, oh no. And the phone is ringing, which is convenient because... That's probably a call that went to Aunt May's house to let her know that she could go watch hair with her best friend, Mrs. Watson. So we've had a lot of updates going on. And now we're here and Peter's all worried about his living situation, his job. And now he's got to fight the Green Goblin right after he watched Mary Jane in a play. And of course, Peter is opining for Gwen Stacy, who he last saw in Europe. So he just got back. There's just a lot going on. And, And here we are. And Spidey thinks, hey, this will stop him. And he trips up the Green Goblin and knocks him off the flyer with a web. But now we've got one of those pumpkin bombs. And yeah, not so good. Explosive pumpkins. Oh, but it's not. It's vapor gas. (gasps) And he knocks Spider-Man out because he doesn't know what to do. And boom, the Goblin flies out the window. And Spidey's like, I, I, I've got to go after him. It's, I, he knows my true identity. And, and, and unlike in the movies, he doesn't unmask for everybody every three minutes. So you have a little bit of su- suspense here in this comic because one person knows his identity, right? Right. Okay. So now we've got a big fight scene or well, chase scene, right? As Spidey chases after the goblin through the city. Conveniently, Spider-Man always finds a flagpole without a flag on it to flip on. Uh-huh. Of course. I think, does anybody in New York actually fly flags? 
Uh, I think what it is is they put flags up, but those flags get stolen. Not necessarily American flags. They're flags for all other, all other things. And those flags get taken down just because they know Spider-Man's going to use them. Okay. Well, that's important. And those are some pretty sturdy poles because they always hold him up too. So a pole designed to hold a flag always managed to stay up for Spider-Man to flip on it. Yes. And I noticed you didn't try to explain that one to me. No. Okay. So sometimes tearing apart the logic of a comic book isn't always the funnest thing. I mean, the fact that these the engineers went into the they knew Spider-Man would be swinging around the city and they had to make these poles mounted extra tight to the building and have to go in with a deeper anchor just so they would have the ability to hold up a human, but using a, a pole that had the strength also. The tensile uh, strength. Yes, the tensile strength to hold a human as well. Uh, knowing that there's there's Spider-Man and other superheroes all over the city that are going to need these poles. So I see. It's 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 almost like there's a whole entire division of uh, of of an engineering corps of, of folks that uh, that fix things around the city um, when things get broken. And then they right because re- Daredevil might want to use it, too. Yeah, of course. You know, they know they know this. So then they come they come around and they, they fix these things after they've been broken and they reinforce them so that they don't have issues later. Now, what about on the next page? We see. The goblin throwing pumpkins at Spider-Man. Uh-huh. And they're exploding. Yes. So is that when the engineers come out to take care of the poles? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's after after they, you know, they have a, a battle and there's problems and issues. They come out and they see the, the damage that has occurred. And then they, they say, okay, we've got to fix this masonry. We might as well fix this pole. Uh, it looks like Spider-Man was in a battle here. Um, you know, he'll need this fix for later. Daredevil might come through here at some point. Why not? Uh, you know, Fantastic Four is going to come flying around here at some point. So, you know. Well, it does look like Spidey uses his web on these very structurally sound buildings. Mm-hmm. And then he gets back on the Green Goblin, but unfortunately, again, has terrible technique. See, what he should I'm have s- done I'm is he should have looped his you- legs around yeah. the Goblin's waist and gone oh. for that choke again. Yeah, but it says he tries to go for a triangle choke, but his legs are all in the wrong position. He's uh, like it, it, he's sitting with his feet crossed. So he should have his legs in like a triangle, right? Yeah. So he could get him. Um, it, it, yeah. And I'm probably really messing this up because I'm definitely not certified. No, but what I can say is this is just not good technique. And so what happens is he leaves his head exposed. See, his head should be down. Like if he had the rear naked choke on, his head would be down behind the goblin's head, right? Mm-hmm. But instead, he leaves his head exposed and he gets sprayed by the Green Goblin's finger sparkler spray. Oh, man. I, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> finger sparkler spray, not sphincter sparkler spray. No, no. Finger. Different, finger. Di- <laughs> different yeah, thing. I mean, those are very things. I mean, they all both light you up. <laughs> but they are very different. Oh. Woo! Yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> so yeah, no Spider Man. He's 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 now uh, dazed and confused a little bit, bedazzled, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, in classic Dan fashion, I say a joke and then totally ruin it. 
we will go to the next page. I'm su- I'm surprised that when I when I went through the whole entire thing of the setup of the like the building fixing and everything, you didn't drop who would fix those buildings. I didn't. I was thinking about it. Oh, what I was thinking was like Acme building or Marvel construction or oh, maybe it was the construction crew. No, they're a super villain group, aren't they? No. Well, who were you thinking? Damage control. <laughs> wow. Damage control. Oh, you're. Th- oh, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Well, I was. Wow. A- wow. I bested let me, you. Finally. Let me list, let me list like uh, 16 DC things so you can get to the one Marvel thing. Wow. So sad. I would. I'm. It's okay. Well, you're always going to best me in Marvel. So it's true. that's that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's a given i mean it's i'm not i'm not trying i feel strong now <laughs> yeah i feel strong now. you feel strong now you've defeated dan uh, uh, well you uh, won't defeat uh, me in comics history i did for a moment right there <laughs> well you defeated me in comics trivia it's a little okay. different than comics history oh i see okay yeah, let's clarify that here. <laughs> okay. Well, well anyway. Our, our one listener will be like, ha, 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 Greg got him good this time. <laughs> After getting hit by sparklers. <laughs> the sphincter sparkler. <laughs> no, no, finger. Not, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, no, he's, he's, it's his head. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And oh, he, yes. He falls oh. down and, and the goblin flies away, assuming, well, yes. he must have fallen to his death and good riddance because in comic <laughs> books. <laughs> Yes, I killed him. <laughs> yeah, My finger sparkler. I must have killed him. We're just going to make that assumption, and I'm leaving now. Good. Right? And then, yeah, Spidey's like, oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, no. How do I protect my secret identity? And while thinking about it, he peels his mask off. Oh, oh but he's putting on his civvies. Okay, that's what's yes. up. <laughs> and then he's like, when Gwen, lost, when Gwen lost her father, she blames Spider-Man for his death. Gwen, who means more than the world to me. Uh, and Spider-Man definitely won't be the cause of her death either. Oh, oh, for oh, wait, sorry. So he's thinking about Jeez, Gwen spoilers. <laughs> and talking about how he lost Gwendy and just sees her face everywhere. Gwen, 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 Gwen. Okay. Everywhere. There's a lot of Gwen. Yeah. And now we're getting shirts off. Peter Parker. Shirts off. Bomb, Peter bomb, bomb. Yeah. Hanging out. And, uh, He's back in the apartment with his good friend, Harry Osborne. And Harry is really pissed off still about 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 MJ. Oh, yeah, he's he is livid. Yeah. And as you'll remember last issue, that wasn't going well. And Harry says, you're a real pal playing up to MJ, Mary Jane that way. Uh Oh, so Mary Jane's flirting is now being blamed on Peter. Uh Oh, it's all yep. dramatic. Yeah. And then Harry runs into the bathroom and grabs some pills. Ooh, pills. And Peter's like, why are you saying I didn't know you'd become a pill popper. And he's he's like, yeah, I don't feel good. And then he passes out on the bed. That's usually so must have been downers. Yeah, I assume so. That's what I mean. Usually that's, that's what I mean. When I take my Tylenol PMs, I... <laughs> that that what's that that's what happens. Well, I did listen to the Velvet Underground today. Uh huh. And and mm-hmm. and listen to the song Heroin in honor oh, of this yeah. podcast. Yeah. I and see. that seemed a lot more fun when Lou Reed was singing about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this doesn't look so fun. No, not so much. But he I seemed re- to think it was really fun. You know, it's funny is I realized we're not recording this you whole time. Look, didn't you? <laughs> I'm just killing joking. me right now. Uh, I'm having fun. 
Well, I won't edit that out of the podcast as Greg continues to troll me. He wins once. <laughs> I am like the trivia. goblin. <laughs> and, now and you continues. are Spider-Dan. Spider-Dan, Spider-Dan. <laughs> Yeah, and you're using your finger sparklers. <laughs> finger sparklers. Uh, well, yes. here we go, and we're back out in public. Harry's hey. asleep, and Peter is shirtless on his bed. Hit Peter's bed, not yes. Harry's bed. Yes. Yeah. The comic's not that advanced. Let's be clear. It's, it's, it, by, give, it, give it about seven years from now. We'll see. Yeah, so 1970. I think it's going to be more than seven years from now. Oh, okay. 17 years from now. Yeah. I don't even want to say that I'm going to, you know, we're, we're, you know, sometimes <laughs> when I have a joke in my head and I say it anyway, and you're like, that's why you can't be a stand up comedian. But this time I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> so we're going to move forward. <laughs> okay. <here>. And. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh-huh. We've got the goblin wins again. Yeah, we've got angry Harry and <laughs> love child Peter with his Man. leather fringes on. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> like he's, he's got good. necklaces and chains and all where did he stuff. get all that stuff? Like, I don't know. He's not a rich kid. And I Harry thought he spent his, all his money on his his motorcycle. That Harry's like um, neck because <laughs> yeah, he just bought his motorcycle in the issues I'm reading. So. Okay. That's before, but then he's going to move downtown, so they won't need his motorcycle anymore. So maybe that's all good. Because I'm just to the point in my comics where Aunt May moves in with with Mrs. Watson, and then uh-huh. Peter moves downtown. So I am back where I'm at. He's just moving into the apartment with Harry. Uh, but now they're fighting about whether he should be in the apartment at all. Yeah, trouble. And and then Harry's leaving, and you've got this man with what I would call so he's blonde. Yes, but he has a strange like it's not a, quite a villain twirly mustache, but pretty much is. Yeah, like it doesn't have the twirl on the end, but it's the same color and the same shape. Oh, yeah. He looks like the kind of guy that's like you, you're going to see him and he's and, you know, he's up to nefarious things. He's up to no Nef- good. And there he is. And he's he's flagging down Harry and he's oh, yeah. getting him at his weakest point. He's upset with his girlfriend and here we go. And he's got some drugs for Harry. He's like, I saw the whole thing, pal. That chick's giving you a bum deal. I'm your friend, fella. I've been the same route myself. I know how it feels. And you know what I do for it? I take drugs. Yeah, lots of them. (laughs) That's what I do for it. As he curls his mustache. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you twirl your mustache if you're getting people drugs? It seems, I mean, not all drugs are bad, right? I mean, the stuff he's given Mr. Osborne is. Yeah, it's nondescript, though. Does it actually say what it is? No, but, you know, anything. That... So, so different than the Green Lantern issues where they're like, yeah, that's heroin. Yeah, it's <laughs> they're nondescript, no name drugs, but I'm pretty sure it's probably some sort of uh should be a prescription drug of some, of some sort. Or well, are these greenies? Or are they, you know, what are they? Are they mean greens. downers? Like, mean what are we getting? Greenies. Is this the know. stuff that we gave airplane pilots to fly, fly their planes better? better? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, he's like anyway. comforting Harry and giving him drugs. And then he says, nice doing business with you, Osborne. That's what funky Flashman. I mean, the drug <laughs> <dealer> says. <laughs> and 
Harry says, oh, no, this is the first in time and the last. I'm not getting hooked. We've heard that before. Uh-huh. He's not getting hooked. No. He's, he, he'll be fine. It, it's, it's, it's okay. And then Peter's looking for Harry. Can't find him anywhere. And he's like, he's probably more shook up than ever because Mary Jane is flirting with Peter to get under Harry's skin, making sure we have all the drama in this comic book we could possibly have. All the and drama. the Green Goblin is is have a field day and everything's I mean, we're at page 14. Everything is bad in the life of Spider-Man right now. Oh, everything is just a, a wreck. He's dealing with it by wandering around the city in a Spider-Man costume. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. I mean, you got problems. The best way to deal with it is to change into your, uh, your, you know, your alter ego, swing around the city and try to try to make uh, make good on other people's bad things. That's how I deal with my problems. Yeah, you know, become a vigilante and feel good about yourself. Um, it's why not? Like I mean, what, he's what, addicted what could possibly to go it. wrong? It's like he's addicted to it. It's his own drug. And it's funny because if you do fly around the city or walk around the city becoming a vigilante, you might get picked up on drug charges. Oh, too close to home. <laughs> oh, I but mean, he has good. He has much better. What was his name? Mer- no, Phoenix Jones has yeah, has Phoenix. better martial arts technique, though. Yeah, it's got better martial arts technique. But I mean, the drug charge is stuck. Well, now we're here and he's back to being Peter Parker. And he goes to see Mr. Osborne, but he's not in. Nope. That's not good. So uh-huh. now we have Harry tracking down Mary Jane. Hey. Yeah. And he's like, I decided to forgive you. And she's like, haven't none of that. No. The ang- like, she's like, like I'm nobody's girl. Face. Yeah. It's a good one. And Harry's Harry's not happy about this, Mm-mm. especially drug addled Harry. Yeah. And in panel, in the middle panel, mm-hmm. right on page 16, we have a very Sinestro looking Harry. Oh, yeah. Very Sinestro looking Harry, right? Skinny yes. like Sinestro. Mm-hmm. Face is the same. Yeah. I feel like Gil Kane's channeling his inner Green Lantern villain. <laughs> totally. That art. And Harry's like, you know what I mean? Mary Jane gave me the gate on account of you. Ugh, you. Peter's like, you're way off base. I'm getting tired of being your whipping boy. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. We've escalated it now. What could possibly go wrong? I don't know. And he's like, ah, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean it. Oh, no. And Harry's trying to kick him out of his apartment. Yeah. You're going to move. And then he's like, he's not himself. And then we get a shaky Harry here. And he's all mad. And he said he's tired and he'll be studying. And oh, no. Peter wants to call the doctor. It's no good. And then he goes and finds more pills because it was going to be the last time. The last time. So we've got Harry on pills. Last issue, we had a dude fall off a building. Yeah. Well, jump, I guess. Yeah. Now, now Harry's addicted to pills. Harry's like this, this final, like the final panel on 17 is like, I mean, he's got the pills. He puts one in his mouth. Boom. Red panel or red background, stuff like that. It just like pops really good. And the first panel on 18 is his walking into a dark room like a cell. Fashion choices. Gil Kane. Real good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That should be a shock to anyone that's, you know, read any comic books before (laughs) before 1985. Gil Kane. Real good. So Spider-Man swinging through the city again because 
Peter leaves because he doesn't want to deal with Harry. And now he's all upset about the goblin again. Now we're back on. Uh, oh, my gosh. He's going to tell everybody about my identity. OK, we're at page 18. No, so we had a fight at the beginning, but we've had a lot of drama in between. Yeah. About page 18. Something's got to happen soon. OK, so Spidey's down and he's like, Harry's sure to be asleep by now. And then he's thinking about Harry now, he said. But he talks to himself. Oh, no, Harry's talking to it. We flashed yeah, back to oh, Harry. Harry's he says, I've never, best, man. He's just never like... felt this way before. <laughs> it's like I'm drowning, falling, dying inside. Nothing seems real. Nothing hangs Pills. together. It's the pills. It must be the pills. <laughs> They're <laughs> driving me out of my mind. I thought that was just my day at work. I mean, could be. I mean, uh, most most days are just like this, right? I mean, that's how I feel most of the time anyways. Yeah. So, well, anyway, Peter's back and he, he comes in. Harry, Harry's passed out on the bed. He can't get him to snap out of it, and and Harry uh, finally asks for help, which is the the first step to recovery, of course. He says, yes. "Help me, I'm sick," and he says, "Sure, Harry, don't worry, I'll I'll call the doctor." Uh oh, but he can't because here comes the Green Goblin. No, and he says, "Don't you think I wouldn't find you, Parker? <laughs> Parker, <laughs> did you expect the Green Goblin to let Spider Man live?" <laughs> and we have the next issue. The Goblin's Power. So there we are for 97. Oof. Oh, man. That was intense. It was an intense ride. I uh, I feel like there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, but it, and it definitely tailed off of what we saw in 96. Right. There was a lot, a lot of buildup and stuff like that. Um, the drama definitely was building. The action was there. So just a continuation what's gonna happen because there's so much drama in this cliffhanger yeah and it's interesting i'm looking back at um that the comic book chronicles uh 1970 to 1979 and basically they summarize the issue pretty much the same way we do so feeling pretty good about our analysis there you know when we've got experts that back us up that was not intentional but i think it is a pretty simple issue to summarize right yeah uh, there's a lot going on. I think obviously the the resolution of the story will happen in '98. So you know this just pushes several subplots forward and pushes the subplots that are both central to the story and then the subplots outside of the story. And we have Mary Jane now showing up more in the comic because Gwen is off panel yes. for now. And, and Gwen will come back. I promise. Gwen who? Gwen who? <laughs> Spider Gwen. She's not around anymore. It's almost like she's like gone. Yeah, well, she's in Europe. I mean, it's almost like she's gone. So like she's looking, gone. I don't think she's gone. Not, Not yet. yet. <laughs> I, I am looking at an article from CBR.com, your source for unadulterated and accurate comic book history. Article titled, Why Marvel Really Published Spider-Man's Seminal Anti-Drug Comic Book by Brian Cronin, published October 30th, 1920, or 2021. I haven't looked up Brian Cronin, but I'm, I'm sure he's an expert in everything. Oh, he, he may be. He's a CBR <laughs> senior writer and has been professionally writing professionally about comics for over 15 years now yeah. at CBR. There so you go. Maybe he may be actually. So I shouldn't see. I, I stumbled into the one CBR article that isn't just a list of things. Yeah, there you go. And is actually written by somebody. See, see what I've done. Yeah. So. Brian Cronin, we're sorry. We'll follow you on Twitter now because I shouldn't 
make fun of history <laughs> what a jackass i am i just assume <laughs> everybody on cbr is run again yeah and uh <laughs> he says comic book legend the u.s government gave stan lee the idea for doing an anti-drug issue comic book is his status false one of the fascinating things about Stan Lee was that he generally believed in the idea of having certain standard for what kind of comic book story that Marvel should publish. What I mean to say is that the implementation of the Comics Code Authority really didn't have a huge impact on Marvel or DC because both companies had already come to the conclusion on their own that it made sense for each to avoid those sorts of objectionable stories. And yet, even though Lee was already pretty much in agreement with the idea of the Comics Code, believed in vis-a-vis what was appropriate, he didn't like the idea of having a code. And so this is more of, of why he was pushing back against the story. Uh-huh. And then it's an interesting article. It goes into a lot about the history of it. And we'll explore more of that when we get into issue 98 on our <gasps> next podcast. So thank you, uh, Brian Cronin, for adding to some more of our neat historical research on this. In addition to the New York Times article I've cited before and, of course, Tomorrow's Publishing's The Chronic Comic Book Chronicles, 1970s to 1979. And by the way, thank you, uh, Tomorrow's Publishing, for sending me a brand new Michael Yuri book on team-up books in the Silver and Bronze Age. Cool. I did pay for it, of course, but it's pretty fantastic. We're going to have to do some team-up books soon. Yeah. that's not, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. That would be pretty cool. I will have to share my digital copy with you so we can read the look it comes with an annotated bibliography of a list of team-up books and uh, and writers and artists very cool yeah i believe my roommate said i'm only somebody with a phd in communication would be excited about an annotated bibliography about comic books in the back of a book about comic books (laughs) i'm excited and i'm not i don't have i don't have the phd well that's fair see so See? what you're telling so, me is I'm just a big comic book nerd. No, well, I mean, fanboy. You, you, I mean, I maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a big nerd. That's fair. That that may also be true. But I think, uh, yeah, nice issue. Pulled the story yeah. forward, and I think we had a lot of fun talking about it. Yeah, and we know now we now know that Peter Parker, aka Spider Man, does not have good grappling technique. That's that's correct. He does not have good grappling technique. If I've learned anything from my roommate yes. and the owner of certified martial arts, not so good. Not so good. I think yeah. that Paul would straighten him out. Just put him in a in a couple holds, run him through the 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 motions and and the uh, the paces. Yeah, it'd be interesting interesting to see how the spider sense worked in the uh, grappling community. It would be interesting. Would he know what was coming next? I don't Would he know. be able to block? I think it depends on which writer is writing about the spider sense. That'd be an interesting idea. Like, uh, um, you know, like which which uh, superheroes could could fight better in a different martial arts setting. With I training. think Spider Man could could do okay. He, he does a yeah. lot of flips and stuff. He'd be like the guy that either lost or did like this, the spectacular, like, you know, bounce off the cage, jumping Superman punch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Showtime punch. Uh, Showtime kick. He could do a lot of it. He could be, he could be trained by Anthony Pettis and then, yeah, be okay. Do well. 
Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know if our one listener, listener wants me to compare different superheroes to martial artists, but if you want that podcast, I could probably get Paul on to do that. I mean, could it could happen. We could we could we could do that. And then we could also talk like um how good of a movie is Warriors Virtue. Not that we no, I'm just joking. Wow. No, we cannot. <laughs> they they talk about comics in the movie, so I mean it's straight up crossover. <laughs> I mean, we, we could do a review of any number of classic 19, late 1980s movies. <laughs> Warriors of Virtue is fantastic. It's got fighting. It's got <laughs> it's everything we're talking about right now. <laughs> well, uh, OK, I mean, I'm just going to grant that to you. I don't really have an argument. You don't have anything to go off of because, you know, it's got it's got fighting. It's got comics. It's got kangaroos, man. Well, what if? Yeah, we just reviewed an issue of Master of Kung Fu. OK, and asked. <laughs> Paul, if the and to review the, the the martial arts on it, yeah, okay, that comic lasted a lot longer than I thought it did. It did. It went 125 issues. It was a long one. I mean, not 1974 to 1979. I mean, that sounds about right. Comics being about five years behind the times when it launched, and then running it about two years too long. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. But usually, like the audience finds it, like you know, it, it starts up. Like, oh, hey, I got this idea. Let's do this thing. Then the audience finds it. And then it's like, oh, cool. This is a really good idea. And then it ends. And then all of a sudden, miraculously, a TV show starts up. Well, that was just called Kung Fu. Yes, I know. I'm just saying like, it's like, then the gap is like filled by a, by a TV show that's like, you know, similarly, <laughs> like somebody in the writing room is like, my kid loves this comic book. We should we should make a TV show based yeah, on except this. the comic book was riffing off Bruce Lee. So, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, as you as you as 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 we have opined on many occasions, of course, you know, DC's effort was to take Karate Kid from the Legion of Superheroes back into the past and then do a terrible maxi series, which it turned out to be because, well, we need a karate superhero and we'll just find one and then remove them from their storyline and then just put them in somewhere random. And, yeah. and of course that will work, right? Right. Of course. Okay. It makes sense. Not so much. Sure. Not so much. No. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. And I had no idea, but Ty Templeton is relaunching Miracle Man at Marvel. Oh, wow. Didn't know. Right now. Wow. I did not order that book because I don't order the Marvel list. I may have to go over to Destiny City Comics and Ethan HD and grab one because pick it up. Wow. Okay, then. Well, things I find out in the middle of the podcast that have nothing to do with the rest of the things we talked about. (laughs) Too funny. Well, it's what happens, man. This is why people should listen, because we talk about stuff in real time. Right. And this comic book comes out on October 5th. So by the time you listen to this podcast, it'll probably be out for like three weeks. It'll, yeah. Oh, man. It's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you better go, you better go run and go get I this. do some editing on an airplane tomorrow. So uh, you should. But uh, I think I think that's it for now. I mean, right. unless you've got something. No, I got you nothing. Got, you'll have announcements soon, though, right? Maybe. 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 You promised me announcements soon. I promise you announcements um, but there are no announcements at this moment. Okay. We'll leave the audience in suspense, but suspense. pretty soon Greg will have a brand new project to announce. Can I say the co-author? No. At least. <sighs> okay. <laughs> soon Greg will have a brand new project to announce with and and how'd that sound? 
Yes. Perfect. But you can find Greg at the Retro Emporium in Kent, Washington. Hey. On Meeker Street. Yes, you can. You can also find his wonderful wife, Anne, who owns the Retro Emporium. Yes. And you can see Greg on the weekends, sometimes yes. dressed as a Squatcho man. Oh, yes. And honestly, if you go down to the... Should I just advertise this now by the time I launch this? If you go to the Retro Emporium on Saturday, October 29th, you can meet Greg and I. What? Yeah. I guess that's my commitment to volunteer to help. All right. So, yeah, why not come on and see us and uh, we'll chat with you. And if you pull me away, I'll talk your ear off about comic books and we'll have a lot of fun. Woo-hoo. So come down for what's it? Sweet treats night or? Uh, it is. It's a uh, um, street, a street, a scream, street, a yeah, street of screams, street of screams, <laughs> street of screams, Four sweet treats. I'm sorry. No, there will be sweet treats, street, of, street of treats. I don't know. It's the it's it is our Halloween downtown Halloween fun festival. So bring your kids, wear your costumes. Come on down. Have a good time. Yeah. And I will not be wearing a costume. Yeah, you will. But, You'll be dressed like a can. human. Oh, I will. But you can wish me a happy birthday because my birthday is on Halloween. So happy come on birthday. Down. Talk to me, wish me a happy birthday, and uh, we will have a lot of fun. So come see Greg and I. We might be a little bit busy, but yeah, that doesn't mean we can't talk. That's true. Hey, if you come talk comics with us, we're going to love that. So drop yep. on by if you're in the greater Seattle Tacoma area. Duncan. And I think that's it. I mean, our one fan is probably in New Zealand last time I checked. So it could be difficult, but you can come see us. <laughs> Who knows? They might even be here that be there that day, too. It's entirely possible. And it all assuming that I'll release this podcast before that actually happens. So now you we will. have pressure because I announced a date and that just means I'm going to have to get this stuff done. Yep. So we go. And I want that miracle ban issue really badly. Go get it. I may have to go get it. You I better, haven't you been to Destiny City now. in a while. So. And go get it. All righty. Well, on that note, we. <laughs> <laughs>